Hey everyone, I'm Alex Cantor. And I'm Lily Rosenthal. Welcome to our podcast, Hot Pastrami. We are coming to you from our favorite booth at Cantor's Deli here in LA. We're going to invite some of our friends to join us for a chat over some matzo ball soup and pastrami sandwiches. So join us for new episodes of Hot Pastrami every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon. Bye. Hey, it's Herbert. Mm-hmm. And you're listening to the About Last Night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch. Where are you right now? Currently in Toronto. Nice. Yeah. Cause... I, just, I just met a uh, an Aussie down here who uh, is from Toronto. Well, the kid on the TV show uh, is from Toronto. The kid Sweet. who's playing like the youngest rock. That's awesome. How's that going? Oh, or should cool. we record? You tell me. We are recording. Oh, are you serious? I didn't even notice. I think I was going <laughs> to lose that gold about my dad falling. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, he's probably not going to record that. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, yeah, it's going good. It's, it's nice to be, I don't know how Toronto is with, uh, with everything happening, but they, they said that it's pretty chill. But like humans are chill in general. I'm all for, look, I'm all for some restraints because clearly like there has to be, but also, but I think what the problem is, you know, at least from from my experience with some people that I know that are just like that don't even want to give up any sort of fuck is like the the huge gatherings, right? But also, but then you hear about things from small gatherings. So I'm like, I see comedians man. doing meet and greets, and I'm just like, are you said what? I see so many comics doing meet and greets after shows. Still, I'm that's like, crazy. That's that seems a little crazy to me. Like it for seems... that extra fifty bucks, like come on, man. Yeah, um, it's like. That's that's a level of narcissism that you're like, oh man, you're just like, dude, if my hug kills them, you know, they probably died the way they wanted to. And you're like, what? <laughs> Accurate? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. kind of a legal way to take out your fan group. Wait, mm-hmm. I didn't even know. Well, I did know because I think when we messaged one time and I think you told me something about stand-up early on. and But I didn't truly – and then I saw you on a show at the Laugh Factory. I think that's when I was like, oh, cool. But then okay. – I think I assumed it was like, you know, what, what like guys like Dak Shepard did for a minute or what Steve-O actually has done successfully where it was like you got pretty famous and then tried to take a stab at it. But no, you, oh. you did it because I saw – it was very funny, a video uh, at, at oh, the, oh, no. the Winnipeg Comedy Festival. Ah, uh, yes, and the sparkle dress. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? very i don't know how many years you'd been doing it but i was like point of view dialed in very yeah. much owning what she, what she is doing on stage this I, and i feel like it was probably a little bit of a character of like oh, yeah. yeah uh and very likable and i was like you know with your with with the attitude and your voice and that look i was like that can be for so that can be an immediate like oh this bitch you know what i'm saying like that type but <laughs> But you yeah. got you got you had jokes and you got you made me laugh right out of the gate and I was like, good on you. So I that that 
that made me go, okay, cool. Like she's, uh, she does this. she's got yeah. some chops in it. So why, I mean, I have a, a shit ton of questions, but how, oh my God, how much, do? first of all, I just want to say it's so nice to meet your eyebrows in person. Yeah. Oh, I've man, been a fan is, of your eyebrows for like years now. This is, uh, what you get when you mix a Russian Jew with a, um, also, you know, being on a show, like they, they give you a little extra nips Actually, and, yeah, and, 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 uh, which I didn't really, I mean, I've gotten two facials since I've been down here and, um, and, uh, I'll tell you their names after. No, they, hey. it was, uh, it was, uh, something that was referred to me by somebody on set who was like, dude, the spas here, the fucking shit. And, uh, man, I've just really been trying to take advantage of the self-care opportunities because obviously like, I don't know how Everything is open when you get yeah. back. I mean, <gasps> went to a rugby game, like bars, I'm doing shows every night with, crowds and like talking to what? people this close and it's i mean it's why i have a friend out here who's doing who did a movie and she's keeping her family here until july because she's like i have no reason to go back look at you with your holiday cup now it makes me so happy when there's a holiday cup my buddy just said to me the other day he goes talk to me after christmas and he goes i'm just trying to hurry up to christmas what do you feel about people setting up shop early to try to grab a hold of those good vibes that Christmas and you know what? I'm not going to be that Jew that goes and Hanukkah because it's Christmas. <laughs> it's, but you kind of just did. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look <laughs> to be acknowledged would be nice. Every it'd be cool. If Santa in the Walmart commercial, like picked up some Hanukkah gelt chocolate candy. You're, you're a fat guy in a suit. You probably like candy money yeah. or a menorah or a candle, something festive <laughs> that pertains to the Jewish faith. Do, do I need it? No. Am I still going to support the the fine people uh, that risk their lives on Black Friday at Walmart? Yes. So do you think that people who are getting this ahead of the game are, uh, are, are right to be doing that? Yes, 100%. I had a, like a giant, as in enough friends that I was allowed to have, Halloween parties, like eight people. My house and my studio and everything was just like decked out. The next morning, everybody helped me tear down, pack it away, went Christmas decoration shopping. And I've had stuff going up since the first. I'm like, fuck it, it's Christmas. It is not Christmas. <laughs> I'm happy. You. There was an Uber driver, a very large man playing Christmas carols over a week ago in his Uber. And I was like, bro, carols? And he's like, we need it. <laughs> he was like a huge ass dude. We need it. Yeah. He didn't seem like the type of guy to be bumping Christmas tunes. No, he looked like the type of guy to be shaking someone down for money. He owes somebody, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe playing yeah. like Smash Mouth and you're like, that sounds about right. Okay. I, I was thinking more like he'd smash someone in the mouth. Like it's more like heavy metal type of dude. For sure. Like, yeah. I think some of those guys like to fight to a soundtrack though. I think fighting to Smash Mouth would be amazing. I used to have <laughs> a toothbrush that played All Star in my mouth. What, say that sentence one more time. <laughs> I will. I used to have a toothbrush that played the song All-Star in my mouth. They're called tooth tunes. And you you brush your teeth and you press the button and it plays the song against your teeth so you can actually hear it in your brain. That's yeah. fucking brilliant. Did you invest in that company? I wish I did. That's, I mean, it's making an activity that is so mundane and so boring. Yeah. Probably, now, do you think it only had like five, <laughs> by the way, so it played Smash Mouth. That should let you know, though. And no, knock the Smash Mouth. Did they support? Yeah, did, they su yeah. did they support uh, a good chunk of the '90s for us? For sure. Yes. Uh, yeah. 
But like, I'm wondering who they went out to first for the tooth tunes. You know, like, do you think they were like Paul McCartney? We would be honored. And he was like, <laughs> I don't think so. And they're like, cool, Smash Mouth. We would be honored. You know what I'm saying? Like, or was there some yeah. in between? I think there was Hannah Montana in between. She was like the other one who did it. I mean, dude, she. I, I bought would... them both. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I did. It makes your day so happy. <laughs> there's nobody there, but there's somebody there. And I see you. Hey, guys, comedian Adam Ray here. Thanks for listening to the About Last Night podcast. I hope you're enjoying the episode. And I hope you're doing okay. It's a crazy, crazy time right now. And if you're a little uneasy, I get that. And I've also got the answer. Koi CBD. Say it with me. Koi CBD. Feels good. And it does feel good because I use all their products. I've been fucking with the fellas at Koi CBD since my circumcision. And I'll tell you this much. They're the best in the game. Okay? Gummies, bath bombs, tinctures, joints, creams, oils. They got stuff for pets. Koi CBD has been giving the people what they need to feel better, to mellow out, to go to sleep right, to take away the aches and pains with the creams and oils. The bath bombs make bathing just the best thing ever. You get a little a little radiation high from the from the bombs. I don't know what's in it, but fucking goodness and, and just all sorts of, it's amazing, okay? It feels like drugs and it's not because it's CBD. So if you wanna get these amazing products, and I know you do, because they got the Adam Ray stamp of approval, go to KoiCBD.com and put in the code ALN15 to get 15% off your first order. KoiCBD.com, the promo code ALN15 to get 15% off your first order. Do it today and start living and feeling the right way. And now back to the episode. Okay, so so you are very pro soak up the holidays and milk it as, as much as you can. Like my dad still has a Christmas tree up in his place and they've hit, even when my stepmom was alive they had it up for the last like five years what's your feelings on that that sounds very portuguese like <laughs> is it yeah that's all the portuguese neighborhoods growing up they would just have their christmas lights up way too long and sometime in february i'd go to my friend's house and be like it's probably time guys it's probably time <laughs> like, yeah there is guys. yeah but now, yeah, do you, do you really think people like then it. get a little bit of more leeway during like what will be your cutoff you know when people still say like Happy New Year in March and you're like, bro, you missed your window. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like when is what is, is that the... like Chinese New Year though? Like I don't know when that Fair is. enough. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get yeah. into it. I'm hit that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but so what is your what is your Christmas cutoff? 15. After a pandemic. After a after a pandemic, I mean. We have During to a pandemic. new holidays for twenty twenty one. That's what I think. Normally I'd say January fifteenth, simmer down. But like this, like coming next year, I think we're going to need extra holidays. I do. We're going to have to invent some shit. Great idea. Like, it's a great premise for a bit. Vaccine yeah. day, you know? Yeah. Vaccine day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What are the days that people, I mean, or maybe just double down and maybe like make, um, you know, Cinco de Mayo, like two, two five days. Yeah. Five days. Yeah. I mean, like the one St. Patrick's Day, maybe it's St. Patrick's month. You know, that just hope- fun. very drunk, but very fun. But I mean, these are the things that that are going to help people get through. What have you found to be your other than creating content nonstop, which is probably. I think we can both attest to this, not only creatively fulfilling, but cathartic. And you I, I feel like you you've been pretty consistent for a while. But do you feel like you felt a need to up the ante during this time? because of like out of boredom or because of like knowing that people were going to maybe be on phones even more? 
I didn't really, I actually have been busier than I've ever been in my life. And I'm scheduling the content time mostly because I have something I got to say. And I'm like, oh, I got to talk about this. I got one sec, guess. And then I go. And Whoa. yeah, but it, it's like cathartic AF. It is, it's fun. It's what? fun to see people be like, oh yeah, I'm thinking that weird thing. Or even I totally disagree with you on that weird thing. Because I think you and I disagree on a lot of stuff, but sure. it's very cathartic. But what, what, um, is there a difference in between in, in the posting of like a, a video that's, you know, opinionated, uh, when you're having to schedule it versus probably when you got going, you had a lot more downtime to be able to probably stew on it a little bit more, maybe whether it's a couple of days or even if you thought of it in the moment and you sat right down, you could still at least take more time to probably yeah. edit it and get, get through. But do you feel maybe like it got better because there's a little more pressurized because you're like all right shit i've got this window of 45 minutes to knock out this video uh i just don't give a fuck anymore <laughs> like oh, i'm just have like you ever yeah i like i used to like edit one video for over a week and whatever make it perfect i know how to make shit go viral if i want to hyper edit and whatever but now i'm just like i'm just gonna pump out my thoughts as fast as i can i want to do different kinds of sketches i just want to be doing all different shit and i just want to pump it all out all who, of it. Who, I, taught you, who taught you how to like video edit and just do all this stuff? Or was it all self? Me, my brain. Yeah. Yeah. And then I just looked on the interwebs and yeah, that was it. You'd be surprised how many things you can find for quick tutorials for anything, right? Yes. This is very true. Oh, I've, you said that like you found one recently being like, I found a great way to up your followers on OnlyFans for foot pictures. Foot pic I don't do those anymore. No, you sorry. have an OnlyFans? Uh, I don't have an OnlyFans. Do you have an OnlyFans? No, but I am fascinated by the people who do. No judgment because I feel like especially right now, like where you're making money. Girls. And OnlyFans, Dude. like, yeah. I mean, here's where I have a problem with it. And I saw you talk about this on a, on a, I don't know where it was, but about Instagram models. Well, you did even a video about it. Yeah, yeah. And like, there is true, like my nieces who are uh, 11 and twin girls, like I worry, they're already very much, it's still very fun for them to get all dolled up, but like they know certain dance moves and looks that they're trying to do that I know because they've seen. And look, there is a, a certain amount lavish. of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Right? yeah. If they start singing that, but, but with the OnlyFans, I'm like, all right, you're not hurting anybody. I don't, but I don't know if there's like an age restriction. So that's where I'm like, I don't know. For people to but sign. But like some team using their dad's credit card to do OnlyFans, we're gonna find out pretty fast. Oh my god! Yeah, the the foot. I don't judge it either. And they're actually they're pretty dope. They're doing all this original content now, and I have a buddy who's a musician on there, and he's crushing. Oh and shit! Yeah, they so made so perks. much money last year. That company is crazy loaded. They so did it's not so just for. For perverts who are looking for some toe shots, it's like now. That's mostly what it is. The big controversy today was Chris Brown started in OnlyFans and people paid $20 each thinking they're going to see some schlong and they saw no schlong and now they're so mad. <laughs> was he promoting, was he promoting schlong pics? He was just, he just said he has an OnlyFans, join me in OnlyFans and girls assumed, and girls and gays were like, yo, wow. that's some Chris Brown schlong, but it wasn't. <laughs> I mean, OnlyFans was so fired up for that because they were like, cool, man, don't, you don't have to really say, confirm or deny and just yeah. leave it up to the imagination. Um, okay, so you self-taught, um, but what, and 
even with the um, when you say like about adding things to go viral and the dear fat people video, I saw you say at the very end you were going to which was like the um, and it's broken record. But for my audience, that video yeah, yeah. blew up. Right. And that's what truly you made the rounds on like a bunch of shows, podcasts. Yeah. yeah. The internet. It was just like, right. It's what it's what I wouldn't even call it a break, but it's what like. Catap- was the first major pop worldwide. Yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, and you said that you took something out at the end that um, – because, you know, you got some slack for it, but then also, like, I've read comments of people being like, you know, your harsh take on on um, kind of, uh, you know, whether – you know, holding people who have weight issues accountable, poking fun. I think there was a lot in there to unpack. I don't think it was oh, yeah. just slamming. I definitely got what you were trying to do. Um, and as a, uh, you know, former fat kid who had a real big uh, problem with that, it's like, yeah, you need, and I used to joke about this. I'm like, you need some outside person. Cause like my mom was so, she finally did because her uh, folks did it to her so much. She didn't want to do it to me, but I was like, mm-hmm. you need that outside person that is kind of unbiased. Like, to kind of give you a little push you in the right direction. Like, you know, if I'd be at a friend's house, double fist and pop tarts. And the dad was like, Hey, after that, uh, after that granola bar, you got time for a titty fuck. I was like, okay, <laughs> that probably means that probably means there's a problem. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you need, yeah, because you were a kid and that's pedophilia. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, for sure. It was a joke, but like outside opinion is what I'm getting at. Like sometimes. So I definitely got that. That's what uh, was definitely packed in there. Also some of the, I don't give a fuck. I think, and you're, you know, definitely probably trying to use that as your first, like, this is what I'm going to, this is how I'm going to be. Cause even putting anything on YouTube, I remember when it first came out and I was putting up any sort of sketches, I had a lot of trepidations about like, all right, I'm now going to make myself, uh, uh, I'm going to succumb to the abuse or validation and basically just also, it's a very narcissistic thing to be like, look at my shit. But like, from a TV show. That's what I had to think about. I'm like, what? How is it any different from showing up on a set where someone hands me my coffee in the morning? I get dolled up for two hours while they tell me how amazing I am and I talk shit with the hair and makeup people, walk on set where they hand me my water and while I stand on my spot, and then I do a show and then I'm going to go do the PR for that show where everyone's going to tell me I'm amazing in every interview. It's the same shit. Yeah. I just wanted to make the stuff, you know? Did you even rehearse it or was it no, just. Like- I made it up as I went. Yeah, that was that wasn't even my first viral video. That one was a few in, but okay. all my stuff, I just go. But at the very end of it, you said you took out something where it was like uh, about how you got a big car accident, right? Yeah, that left you in two thousand eight. <clears throat> that yeah. put you in a in a bed for how long again? Better part of eight years. Yeah, yeah, most mostly, yeah, around eight years. I was in bed. What? Yeah, I lost like most of my 20s. And that's that show in the red, in that sparkle red. Ooh, that was a crazy thing. Cause Winnipeg Comedy Fest called, asked me to be on this special, didn't know I was disabled. I called the like my nurses and stuff I was working with. I'm like, do you think we can get me up long enough to do this? I have to be on stage for probably 30 minutes. And they were like, no. And I was like, do you think maybe? And then I traveled with my own hair and makeup people because I had to lay on a bed flat for them to do me up. I was went straight from an ice bath onto the stage, 
back into the ice bath and then went to bed. And shit. that's like one of the only things I did during that time. I couldn't practice my set at all. I just had to like, okay, a few thousand people, let's go. <laughs> what was the car accident? Not to make you relive it, but was it like pretty, was it like you escaped? Like you got a new lease on life? Oh, a hundred percent. You were the first person to acknowledge that I might not want to relive that. Thank you. Yeah. I'm asked, I'm asked the story all the time. And sometimes I'm like, all right, here we go through the worst yeah. part of my life again. You, I'll, I'll do it. Yeah. No, no big deal. Okay. But it's like, you're the first person to ever acknowledge that. That's pretty dope. Yeah, that's yeah. a big deal. It's, it's a big deal. Well, I was getting out of a taxi after a show and we got rear-ended while I was halfway out of the cab. And uh, he was a drunk driver and definitely on some pills and stuff, but they didn't breathalyze him on the scene. And uh, I got super mangled. I like all internal injuries too which is the craziest because if people oh, yeah. can't see them they don't know that you're not okay and so you were it, conscious or i was conscious for a little bit and then the darkness just like rolls in and then i woke up in ambulance and then hospital and then back at my job trying to work and then didn't remember how i got there it, was, it was so weird oh, okay that was days later yeah yeah it was days later and i didn't know how i got there i didn't remember that time lapse of time i had a like a major head injury i didn't realize it for quite a long time and then when did you when did they realize that you needed to be uh, bedridden and that there was something like wrong below the waist it was like it was weeks and weeks after i was actually in the la comedy festival so I flew to la i was like okay i know i'm super sore but i can do the shows it's all good and when i get there I go rollerblading with a friend and I'm just doing my little rollerblade. And I'm like, ow, my back kind of hurts. Oh, well, stretch it out. I rollerblade a bit more. I'm like, ow, my back really hurts. A couple minutes later, I couldn't walk. My adrenals had run out and I was, I was just fucked and I was done. And it didn't happen until a couple weeks after because your body can keep pumping that adrenaline so you don't know how injured you are. And then I had to just stay at her house for a couple of weeks because I couldn't stand up until I could get on a plane and go back to Toronto. Holy shit. So, okay. So it's this weird. Is I know. And I even say it out loud. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, it, it, and this is why I think it's such, I, I want to understand why you left out the end of this Dear Fat People video. You said that mm. because you were bedridden for um, the better part of eight years. And so you wanted to put at the end that, and, and fix me if I'm misquoting, but that okay. uh, because I, didn't know if I was going to be able to use my body like normally properly. However, n again, to see people that have full use, uh, take advantage, waste, whatever you want to call it, yeah, yeah. Um, really probably. And I mean, I'm sure those thoughts came out in that video were bubbling up for years in the hospital, but I'm sure even seeing somebody complain about anything probably made you be like, it still does. <laughs> yeah. But hundred percent. So yeah, I, but you said, last second. yeah, and, and I was like that, my initial reaction was like, oh, like, fuck, why? Like that, that to me is, and you said it was going to humanize you and would have not yep. made it go viral. Yep. And you wanted to be the villain. 100%. So that to me to is like, I didn't why? want to be the villain. Why? I had to, because people will share something like that. It, it wouldn't have had the stickiness. If they if they so did people watch so people would have seen it felt good that there was a message at the end and they just left it. 
they barely would have even seen it. Like it wouldn't have gotten to that many people. It just, it just doesn't work the same way like that. I needed it to be that sergeant in the military yelling at the dudes. And then I just knew I'm like, if, if they know about my accident and they, 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 they know the details of that, it's going to be a little squish at the end. I need it to be a get the fuck up at the end, whether they're pissed off or motivated by it, either way, it's going to stick with them. And then I have to do it. And my gut just told me, let yourself be the villain, do it. You have to let yourself be the villain. And it's the first time in my life it was ever like letting people not like me. So that was kind of crazy too. Oh, really? Oh, so you've been, you're, you're, are you consider yourself like a people pleaser and everything you've done has been to, you're just, up, I mean, obviously you're upbeat and like personable. It's like, what, what, why did that change? Why did you feel the need? You must've felt a need to be like, I want to get the, some of the backlash or no. It wasn't, I want backlash. It's okay. Fuck it. Who cares? Maybe some people won't like me and that'll be okay. What's the worst that can happen? I'm already disabled. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> like, that's where I was. I still couldn't really walk mostly at that point. So I just was at like the Nicole, what, what is the worst that can happen? People don't like you. Okay. That might happen in life. Deal with it. Totally. And yeah, I kind of feel like superpower y after that. I was going to say, that was the craziest one to me. Sorry, oh, go ahead. You felt liberated a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, some people didn't like me. All right. I survived. <laughs> wow. That wasn't even the craziest one. What are you saying as far as like people uh, chiming in and, and saying that, like, what are you doing? And having, speaking up about the reason for, and, and so when you would follow that one up, did it make you more excited to go, all right, cool. Now, what are some other things I can, what are some other buttons I can press? Or was it like, I have some well, other I things knew, to say. I knew the 10 videos I wanted to do and in order. And then I knocked them out in order based on the topics. And I was just like, here are topics I need to talk about. I did the Instagram model one first and then two other ones and then dear fat people and then two black people and religion. And just like, I was like, if I'm going to die tomorrow, what do I want to make sure I say before I go do that? Oh. Yeah. That's what I started doing. That is. A it, wasn't, it wasn't the most polished of comedy at all times. But I was like, fuck it. Play. <laughs> You've been in bed for like almost a decade. Who cares? Because that is easier said than done. Like I look at people that have that, you know, maybe uh, like there's a, a friend of mine that I'm trying to finish this documentary on who, you know, uh, when he was uh, in college, probably 30 plus years ago now, and then dove into a swimming pool to save a kid who was pretending to drown, broke his neck, paralyzed from the uh, waist down and went on to become, uh, you know, a wheelchair Olympian, like 30 time gold medal cover of a Wheaties box, travel the country with like yeah. Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson, Mary Lou Retton, like doing these speaking tours was on every, I mean, it was a big, and I go and I'm, and the whole story and his brother and mom is pretty crazy, but I'm like, I don't know for sure that if I had something traumatic happen to me, that I would have the resilience like you had, like my friend Doug had that quite a few stories I feel like you see and don't get to see enough the people that that do just get discouraged and go like what the fuck man like yeah. what I'm done like what do I what what is there to not only live for but to really then change their attitude like you didn't just go I need to like make the most of uh of what I'm doing here and have yeah. that realization right well you said that you're Jewish I am I'm not Jewish but I'm a big fan of the Jews nice. um yeah, I, I had a little what, chat with dating apps or because of our, uh, our religious beliefs? I have been at more bar and bat mitzvahs, I think, than most Jewish people. They're fucking Seriously, fun. like, 
good fucking parties. Me and Bubby doing the YMCA, we're cha-cha sliding. Like I have the best time ever. I would go to a bar mitzvah any day. It's a lot of Jews yeah. in Toronto, I think. There's a lot of Jews in Toronto. Tons and of Jews. Like, and Every weekend I'd be at two. And probably some ones that came from like a pretty, you know. They were ridiculous. That background, like some bar mitzvahs can be, I mean, like, you're like, oh, is this the after party after the Oscars? Well, they rented a castle. I went I went to this one that's in this castle in Toronto called Casa Loma. There were so many at this castle where they rented the whole actual castle for the bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah. So much <laughs> fun. Oh my gosh, I can do any of the dances. And then I, I ended up getting hired as a bar mitzvah dancer and I had a freaking blast. That was so fun. Probably a pretty good gig because if you're in an area where they're happening every weekend and I mean, every year, you yeah. can, I mean, I don't know what the pay is, but probably pretty good if it's, it's a like good a fucking bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. It was good at the time. I swear you asked me a question. I swear I was going to answer it. I totally forget. Did I ask you one? I don't know. I forget what we were talking about. I got so excited about Jewish people. Uh, yeah. So I, I remember I, uh, I'm not Jewish. I'm yeah, Catholic. Right. And I literally made a deal with God straight up. And I said, if you let me come back from this, I promise that I'll take as many people with me as I can. And that's just kind of what I did. And I know it might be like not what you usually talk about, but that's uh, what do you yeah. mean? Well, I don't know if you usually get into this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I feel like in any conversation I this I mean, and this is why I've wanted to chat with you for a while, because I and in any conversation, I think you can do the same thing. You can talk shop. You can talk life but you're always like, you know, with keeping things light, whether it's for, you know, because maybe you're in a group of people who aren't comedians or are people that are just like, you know, can't really pick up on when maybe a joke <laughs> should be that you do yeah, it yeah. out of necessity. So, um, so, uh, and you know, I'm, it's just like, if we want to bump into funny or take it down a notch, but that is, Again, like why I'm I'm in awe of people that can shift like that and then make good on it. Do you read comments? Because again, like I was sifting through some, and yeah, there's some, and then even people have made reaction videos, uh, being like fucking and just going off, and and some yeah. a little more harsh than others, and then uh, and even on the view, like you know, they weren't, yeah, they 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 brought you into the lion's den and fucking like in the dark and then just started like feeding on you before you even got to like look around and see where you were and you held your own like i was getting nervous for you because it was huh. like gangbusters man and and then even whoopi at the end was just like you know what you fucking came on and you like said your shit we let you and you were trying to make jokes and whatever and i got that and they were just like no no, no jokes sweetie like we're fucking you're here you're on our turf now so that we can fucking yeah. berate you but you said why you did stuff and you stood your yeah. ground and you tried to do it with a smile. And it was like, I think they wanted you. They you, wanted me to lose my shit. They wanted you to lose it because that would have been great TV. And then people could have turned on you. And then they could have been like, see, the person who made this video is uh, a garbage human being. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you've heard me talk about this before, but they lied to me to get me on that show. They told me that I was talking about females in comedy and how there's a double standard. And that Ricky Gervais had done fat jokes for years and nobody gave a shit. 
nobody ever bothered to ask if I was ever fat. And maybe that's why I'm making these jokes. And that's what they booked me for. It was talking about the double standard of women in comedy. And no then way. So you're straight so you're, up. Okay. So you're fired up. Well, I'm there. And I was just like, okay, well, this, this will be an interesting combo. Who knows what Whoopi wants to talk about, whatever. But I mean, you're uh, excited. You're like, I get to be on the, they wanted to get my comedic opinions on a show that has a lot of eyeballs. You're like, this is going to be just interesting. Yeah, I, and like I not- just kind of knew I had to do it. I just something was like, yeah, okay, do this one. I got offers from all these different things. I'm like, no, nah, let's do this one. And then I'm in the dressing room, like the green room right before I'm about to go on. And I look up at the screen and it just, they're playing like the pre-rolls of what they're about to roll. And I saw how they had re-edited my video. They took out all the jokes and just put all the things that could be seen as mean, mashed them together as one roll to show the audience. And they're like, Nicole Arbor, fat shamer. And I was like, oh, I get the converter. I turn it on. I'm like, turn up the volume. I'm like, these motherfuckers are about to try and roast me. And they're just trying to like totally roll over me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to put on my skeleton dress. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to troll them so hard by not giving them the reaction they want and wear a dress with a skeleton on it to talk about the fat video because that's going to amuse me. And then no matter what they say to me, I'm going to stay chill because I know they want me to react. So here we go. Like I could have left, but I didn't. I was like, no, fine. Let's do this. Yeah. And then Sammy Hagar after came up to me and he was like, that was dope he's like you're a fucking rock star he's like anybody would have lost their shit you held your own i'm like thanks sammy hagar yeah yeah <laughs> wow thank you that's fucking yeah what if sammy hagar just pops up in other instances in your life over the next like 30 years i would really like that he's he's pretty like, dope. that was dope i saw the yeah um sammy hagar yeah is uh yeah you also it would have also been probably kosher for you to out them and be like i just want to say for the but again maybe just they would edit it so they also did this thing where every time i did get a laugh from their audience they they made it seem like i swore what was that to make it seem like i was swearing but i didn't swear at all on that show yeah because there were like three different times and that's when their audience started laughing yeah so they they were just like yeah and then i learned my lesson i was like oh i would never do that again i was there by myself by the way i didn't have a publicist there with me Nobody, because I was just stopping. I had been in London. I stopped for like a few hours in New York. I was delirious and still in crazy pain. Walk in to just do this quick thing. I'm like, okay, I'll do it myself. And then, yeah. And the driver of The View warned me. He's like, you know, I've, I've driven you for an hour now. You're a really nice girl. I don't think you want to go on this show. I'm like, what? Why? And he's like, they're not nice people. <laughs> He pulls his face he's back. Like, he's like, it's Sammy Hagar. You're like, yeah, <laughs> that would have been so great. Um, no, he actually warned me. And I was like, why would this man be warning me? That's so weird. That's then, fucking yeah. crazy. And he told me know. Rosie Perez is such a nice lady. And he used to pick her up in tears all the time. And that he's like, she was so nice. And they would just be so mean to her all the time. He's like, I don't think you want to go on this show. It was like the weird angel before. Yeah, it was it was super interesting. Uh, that uh, is imperative information. So thank you ah, for sharing that. And I'm not surprised because, look, there's um, – sorry, that'll stop. There's some <laughs> – there's some uh, – it's Sammy Hagar. Uh, I thought it was a pretty call. I'm like, that's a pretty call for sure. Yeah. The look on your face? Hey. No, no, no. No, no, no. Uh, so my girl back in L.A. wanted me to buzz in some uh, some food. Um, so yeah, your girl. Yeah. Under the look. Yeah. 
uh, and um, so so there's so many shows like that that I feel like are like what do you feel about the Kardashians? Like, do you I, again? I was just having this conversation the other day about them because they're 19 seasons and they're stopping, and yeah. and I was talking with a, a dude about it who. Also, I think I've probably seen three episodes ever on a plane where I was just like, I need to watch a full episode and try to get you know it. What this is. Yeah, just yeah, know. Yeah. And for the sake of whether it's jokes or, you know, I don't know, a panel show, whatever it is, have some. Uh, and it was something where I was like, I feel like I can watch a couple episodes and be fine, you know, and not yeah. being the season. I had no problem watching three in a row. No problem. No. Tell no. me how funny Scott Disick is because he's very funny. Like I do like those side characters, like that yeah. guy. They that show is nothing without that guy. Yeah, exactly. And he roasts them to their faces yes. constantly. Love yeah, it. It's and and I'm sure they realize they need a, somebody that was kind of like eyes of the audience, right? Yeah. But what do you? Are you? Um, first of all, are you like do you, do you? I mean, they're obviously brilliant in some regard for. Uh, knowing that people want to watch rich people just fucking fart around and do nothing and and yeah, and, and then produce yeah. it enough to where a large part of the people think that they actually are watching real stuff. Which is pretty funny to me. Totally. It's funny to me that people think it's for, like it's not scripted. It's That's funny. Great. Do you, yeah, are you I don't like, watch a lot. Yeah. But are you I like good on you or do you judge like – I used to judge and then I think I became a better human being a little bit and now I don't because I'm like, all right, is what it is. You guys are, it's a comedy show. That's really what it is. Totally. And they put a little bit of sprinkles of drama in there and whatever. Now I'm like, get it girls. Yeah. Sell your shitty lipstick. Do it. You know? Is it not good? People buy it. It gets sticky. It's a very sticky lipstick. I don't know why they did it. Who are your, uh, who are your go-to, like, do you have people, uh, like what was the first thing you bought that was like a brand, like a Britney Spears perfume or a, you know what I'm Jessica saying? Simpson, her edible oh. line that she had, oh, all the fragrances, all the things. I felt so freaking cool because I had those. I, I was like, why do I need body shimmer that I can lick? I don't know, but I have it. And I kept that for years until I used the last drop of it. Yeah, she it crushed dessert, it. Desert treats. Desert treats. That's what it was. Yeah. Would like you? That, yeah, that feels like probably down the line for you right to start doing that or does that seem like sellout ish to you and no that yeah. seems like i'm selling fun i would yeah. totally do that i think like at some would point you? would you yeah well fuck i want my own cereal i want my own shoe and i want my own cologne okay what's the cologne like oh <laughs> great question um i really liked in middle school i was a big uh tommy hilfiger kid Love. Okay. And then now Hugo Boss is great. I'd probably get with those guys just mm-hmm. to see because they've, although a good John Rovados has a nice, like, you know, there's some smoky ones. I like it a little lighter though. You know, I don't like the ones that smell like you're like, like oh, you've been kicking it with some grandpas. Yeah. Yeah. But, but not too posh. Like mm-hmm. I like cool, like to where I could, again, like be at the comedy club, walk off stage and some, and you're like, oh shit. He smells good. That's surprising for a comedian. Yeah. yeah, For sure. Yeah. I want it to be my credit. This guy smells great. Give it up for, um, (laughs) yeah, but probably, yeah, some a little, probably on the lighter side. Some of the real dark, hard ones are just, they're too, uh, 
it makes me it's like much. when yeah, a guy I, smells like a cigar it's a bit much for me i like cigars but that's just you oh you do yeah i like smoking cigars i was gonna say what's your vice i know you have some cocktails every now and then every once in a while but like my actual vice yeah well i mean i got a weed pen right here but that's just because i tore my kneecap and it's you, painful you didn't burn, um, you didn't burn before that before what your kneecap no, I heard it in the most white girl way ever. I was doing Pilates. A company sent me like a reformer and I was, yeah, I hurt my knee doing Pilates by myself. It's, <laughs> although I'm embarrassed of my own. Yeah. I tore my kneecap. It's so stupid. Um, what, how long are you out for? A couple of weeks at least. Like I couldn't walk the last week and a half and I'm like, that's okay. I'm used to this. I've been here before. Don't flip out. How are you? Uh, okay, so the weed pen is helping a lot. A little bit. I only do it like near at nighttime. I don't like painkillers or anything because I spent so many years with painkillers. I was going to say. So like, You're going to tough it out. So, <laughs> so what is your, if you've had like a 20-hour workday, right? And you're just like yeah. fried. What is your ultimate? Are you like curl up on the couch with like a good movie and like my latte and like, or a is weed that, pen? That in your head? No, that's just like the, that's the. Okay. <laughs> that's. Generic girl. When I had Sandra Bullock on the podcast about four years ago, she busted my chops hardcore for doing that voice because she's like, I hate that fucking girl voice. And I was like, it's one type. I mean, very jokingly, I was like, it's one. It's This is not a generalization. This is when I'm doing the in the context, this is yeah. the person. And also to do in anything comedically, which, you know, she understood. I was like, you got to heighten a little bit. It's for the performance aspect of it. I'm totally. not, All if I was just like, I like a good book and just like to chill and, you know, just, but even that, like, I can't not do it a little bit affected, but like, yeah. that's not, yeah, now I miss it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have, I mean, it's like if a girl does an impression of a guy, they're like, oh, guys sound like this. Yeah. Yeah. Always. yeah. yeah. But it's way 100%. funnier. Oh, you did that in your, uh, in your Winnipeg set. It. Yeah. In the Winnipeg set where uh, that was very funny, by the way, it was like, not to quote your bit, but it was, um, said, <laughs> you're about to quote my bit. That's okay. You go into a store, uh, the guy's going to a store. I'm assuming it was like a Victoria's Secret type store looking for lingerie for their girl. And you're like, oh, what, what are you looking for? Uh, some, some for her boobs or something. Uh, and then she was, and then she's like, what size? And you were like, she's like, uh, like that, like that much. <laughs> that was very funny and very, Thanks. but, but, you know, if you did a normal guy voice, it, can, it wouldn't be the same. No. Uh, so what is your your ideal night to wind down, I guess? End of the night? Yeah. If, it, if I was spazzing like that, it'd definitely be a couple puffs, hit a weed pen or something like that. Yeah. And then, yeah, usually a weed pen at the end of the night. Yeah. Not much else. like Just no show. Listening to some dumb shit that I probably shouldn't listen to before bed. Yeah. Like, some people would be like, I'll meditate. That's a lie. I wouldn't. I'd probably be catching up on news or something I can make fun of the next day. Okay. So you're doing right stuff that's interesting, but you all also kind of like doing homework for the next day. Yeah. Do you feel like if you're consuming it before you go to bed, you're going to wake up with like, like you're thinking about it and maybe have some like fresh perspectives on stuff. Is that like a conscious move? Sometimes. And I realize now I'm like, it's not a good idea to listen to newsy type of bickering before you go to bed. Cause then I wake up and I'm just like, ah, I'm not happy. So it's probably better to listen to like a chill podcast or something before bed. Makes me happier. Uh, what do you do? 
See, I feel like I'm, you're getting to know me, but I need to know you. What do you do at the end of a crazy ass day? I mean, yeah, we definitely helps. I, I have, I don't know if I have ADD, but I, my, I'm thinking about a billion things always at once. And what? I'm not, uh, and sometimes I do have trouble focusing on stuff that doesn't, that's not stuff I want to be focusing on. Like, you know, um, even when I bought my place, it was like all the dot of I's and crossing of T's paperwork stuff. I'm just like, don't, I've had to force myself to really get savvy with that stuff because uh -huh. you have to. And, uh, yeah. but, but it just is like, I, uh, I have no, this is what I don't care about. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, a little, little joint, some, I guess, mindless shows. Um, but then even that I can't like, even my two weeks of quarantine out here, I was like, Oh, I'm going to watch this show. I'm going to watch this. I'm going to finally watch this movie. Barely did yeah. any of that because then I just started, you know, uh, there was a couple of scripts I was trying to finish. So I was like, I, I've, I've always had this like guilt of, um, you know, if you're not, uh, working, other people are. And then also yeah. I just feel guilty of doing things that are, uh, you know, like that's why video games have not, uh, phased out of my life real early, which I still love NBA 2k every now, every now and then when I go on the road, my opener will bring it. And sometimes we'll play at the very end of the night, which actually is great. Yeah. This is like at one to three in the morning and it avoids going out, uh, to just going out into the town and drinking yeah. or mix or just whatever. And I yeah. did a lot of that. So it's, so I, I get, uh, it's there's it's valuable for that but like now i just it, i still unless it is like the end of the night when things feel shut down i'm just like i'm wasting time right now i totally feel you on that yeah can't play video games but i'm a big fan of pinball <laughs> if there's well, pinball arcade, me, i mean that's different myself. i'll play shuffleboard yeah. literally on my deathbed like that is um so fun very yeah. neat yeah even darts that type of shit though because that's still i don't know like that's concentration, beer pong, all those things like you can still ping pong. I love, you can still have back and forth. And, uh, yeah. what is, uh, so you were a cheerleader for not the Raptors. Were you? Yeah. The Raptors. Whoa. Good times. Was it? I would go from like, yes, good times with the pay, not good times, but I would be going from Raptors games and like zipping up my workout thing and putting another jacket on top and then sprinting to the comedy club to get there in time for the late show every wow. time. It was what, so fun. What was the best part of that gig? Giant crowds and yeah. friends. Yeah. It's just like, you know, you got 20,000 to 90,000 people all the time. It's, it's a freaking blast. And they actually care about the dance pack. Like they care about the Raptors cheerleaders. People want to see you. It's not like, oh, yeah, da, 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 whatever. So it was cool. What do they call the dance pack? The, the Raptors dance pack. Yeah. It was great. I was like, oh my God, this is my job. And I learned how to dunk, which was dope. Like off a trampoline. Yeah. Every time there was a cool opportunity, they'd be like, hey, Nicole. I'm like, yeah, let's do the thing. Whoa. And I would go to practice early and learn how to dunk. And then they made me do it one time in the middle of a game when I was not prepared. Good times. How do you deal with the eyeballs, though, that are like in your line of sight that are just creepy? And guess what? I've had some cocktails. I know I've done it. And I try mm -hmm. to catch myself. Um, but if you are fortunate enough to be that close, and now if I, I mean, I just actively try to not even watch because it's just like, 
it feels so, I don't know. Strip clubby? Does it feel strip clubby to you? Yes. To be that close? And yeah. just to be like. See, I, mean, I, would, like, I would make sure to acknowledge the ones that are that close. Like, as we're getting out there, I'd be like, hey, what's up, guys? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, just yeah. make it, like, chill. Like, yeah. I'm still my job. Not trying to dance on your lap, dude, <laughs> and his wife with the kids. Yeah. Uh, was Drake at the games when you were dancing? Not then. Right. But, yeah, I've gone to it. But I had such a fun full circle last year because I was given tickets to the Raptors in the finals. And then I flew Whoa. back from London, England when they got in the final finals. And I was like, I have to go. And I got these blow up Raptors costumes and we went to a street party before and then I went to the games. It was so freaking fun. Oh, the whole like, outside. Oh, yeah, that Jurassic Park area looks so, so fun. And you know what? No drama. It's Canada. So no one's fighting. No one's causing problems. Everyone's like, excuse me, letting everyone in so everyone can see. Like, it's just the best. It really yeah. is that nice. Yeah. I mean, I've been to Montreal, Vancouver, yeah. uh, um, Fucking not Winnipeg. What's um uh not Ottawa? Name another bit uh Calgary. Um oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Calgary's chill, but Calgary's super chill. On a whole, it really is. Why is that? Why are people so just like, you know, just hey, go go for it? Like, hey, like cut in front of me, like just do this. I want no drama, like you said. Yeah, I think it's because we have healthcare, so we're just not on edge. Other people have said it, and I totally agree with them. Like we're just like, all right, life's chill. We what have a pretty minimum wage and are there, pretty and safe. Are, and there's not like, I mean, are guns and sh shootings and school shootings a thing? No, not really. I've said multiple times that it's unfortunate but fortunate. But if there was about to be a shooting in Canada and I saw them, I feel like I could get the gun off them pretty easy. I'm out of it. I, yeah. No, like I could take it off them. And chances are I could because I've been trained in it. And if you have a gun in Canada, you haven't been shooting it. You haven't trained. I've trained. So you've probably never shot your gun once. That's how I feel. So I'm not even that worried about guns in Canada. It wasn't that thing that you, I was almost going to do that video with you. And I think it was like some sort of um, big action. The, thing, the day you met Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. That was, was so that? dope. Taryn Tactical. Um, yeah, Taryn. He's the freaking best. And you were shooting, right? Shooting, Yeah. And they're just a bunch of smoking hot chicks who are ridiculously good at shooting. And th they're my people. Like, we're all just like, ah, oh, we're all cool with each other. This is great. And we just learn and train, and it's a freaking blast. They're so good. Are you, uh, I mean, you've, you're definitely a strong, like, presence. Do you feel, are yes. you, like, in the dating world, does that, like, intimidate dudes? Do you, do you feel like you have to just sometimes soften up certain areas to make yourself more approachable or are you just like, no, this is who I am. And the dude that's going to really dig that is going to obviously be somebody that I'm going to gel with more. Well, yeah, I'm definitely, I don't know. I realize that I have a sing songy voice, but I'm definitely more like chill in real life, I think. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I don't have a problem with guys. <laughs> Oh, like, that's not to I was be insinuating dudes, at all. I was just asking. The dudes, that I, the dudes that are attracted to me, like, are mostly CEOs. For a while, it was, like, more super alpha athletes and, like, the SEAL Team 6 kind of personality of guys, right, right. which I gel with best anyway. And now it's lots of, like, CEO types, I'd say. Whoa. Is that cool? Yeah, I think so. It's It's better for me. I just, like, I vibe with them better. I like talking about things I don't know everything about, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, 
the guys that have like, you know, made billions by like 28, you're like, oh, what the fuck did you I have? I've a lot of those guys. Yeah. Like that, I would say that's more my friend crew is the Forbes 30 under 30s is like my homeboys and stuff. Do so, they share like day-to-day tips or secrets with you or does it just? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Like we all work together. I do tons of consulting for brands and work with different giant companies all the time. So that's how we met. It was all working together. Whoa. It's my secret double life. Yeah. Do you, What do you tell? Because you don't you do like classes and stuff too? Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to Academy. Yeah, yeah. Yes, what, yeah. Uh, without giving away free material, can you like tease what people, you know, sign up what they get and like what they're what they're missing out on by not doing it? Yeah, totally. Um, we'll have another one coming up, but Go Team Academy. Our first course was lose the excuses and fucking win already, because most people just give up on themselves before they ever, ever even try. And we had a bunch of really cool guests every week. So every week, we give you a main lesson. And here's the real shit. Here's what you're doing to stop yourself from being awesome in this area. Go do some homework. And here's our guest speaker from the week on this topic, which could be anybody from Megan Anderson from the UFC. Uh, we had a bunch of UFC fighters in there to Naveen Jain, who's a billionaire and created Moonshot and is sending things to the moon for fun too. Um, all sorts of people. It was great. Tim Grover, who I know you're a basketball fan, so you might yeah. know Tim. Was um, that something Tim was uh, Michael Jordan's personal trainer for pretty much the entirety of his career. Yeah. He's one of our guest speakers in there too. And he's just dope. He helped my knee so much. Oh my God. He called me when I hurt my knee and he's like, text me. He's like, here's what you're doing. You're doing exactly this. I don't care what the doctor said. And then I did it. And the surgeon a week and a half later was like, whoa, you are so much better. So it was really good. Did you tell the doctor you got outside advice or that have bummed him out? No, I told him. I was like, listen, my friend Tim Grover told me what to do. <laughs> and then Sammy Hagar pops out and he's like, good job, Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> well played. Well played. Uh, that's cool. How young does it range that people sign up? Are you getting like teenagers or is it all like senior citizens? Yeah, we've had teenagers and we've had teenagers all the way up. And the coolest part is that it's, I'm not good at selling this straight up. My business partner is way better at it. She knows how to explain it. That's more her realm and her world sure. and what she does. Yeah. Uh, I just know that it really works. We've had everyone from like a 9-11 firefighter in our, in our group who had crazy PTSD, didn't know what to do with his life, messaging me, showing me his new girlfriend. He moved to another city and he's finally doing what he always wanted to do for a job. He quit. Wow. And we have people building businesses from zero to a million dollars in revenue in a couple of months. We have all sorts of things going on. So it's been crazy. I'm like, holy shit, I can affect people's lives in a dope way. Winning. That's fucking crazy. It is crazy. There's a plan. And if you follow the plan, it fucking works. And that's it. Have you always been goal oriented and and been like, you know, had the fortitude to be like, I'm going to do this and I'm going to follow through? Or was that instilled on you from family or just people you looked up to that were like, oh, cool, I can see you share some of the same drive I have. Here's what you need to do. It's always been there. I was one of those like star searchy kind of kids. So I just, all I knew was hard work and train, train, train and dancing, dancing, sports, sports, that kind of stuff. And then uh, I have a lot of unfinished projects that I definitely did that too. The ADD ish, whatever you want to call it. Everybody has that though. Yeah. But when you're also on the up and up and you're grinding, like you're just trying to dip your foot in so many pools and 
And also, you know, if, hopefully if you're doing it right, sometimes getting pulled in a direction that you hadn't planned on. And then, you know, I think it's also an acquired skill set to recognize, yeah. oh, this is now a bigger priority and this is uh, going to be put on the back burner, right? Yeah, I just never cared about arts and crafts. I'd get in trouble in girl guides. <laughs> I would like pay the other girls to do my crafts for me. That was like me as a oh, That's some fucking, that's, wow, that's like- But some- I learned later that's delegation. It's good for business. Totally. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, I just, uh, I would always be driven. I'm like, well, I'll just do that thing. And they'd be like, well, you can't do that. You're too young. I'm like, okay, sounds like I should be the first young person to do that thing. Whoa. <laughs> it's just always like that. Did that come yeah. from folks? I think so. Yeah. My dad is just, my dad's an entrepreneur in his own way, like blue collar, but has his own business. And I just saw him get up every morning, even if he was sick in the middle of winter and you go to work and you get it done and you do what you say you're going to do. And that's just been my family. That really is like an understated example to have, right? Like to just see, I don't think you realize until you maybe say it out loud and see how much it did affect how you viewed the day to day. But Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I same way with you know living with my mom pretty much uh, for the majority. It's like you know three, sometimes four jobs at one time, just fucking do just doing it all, and then still with a smile on the face to just like be like I have to, you know, support and and just you know and and, and yeah, you're watching it not you know when she comes home being like fucking mom did it again, but yeah. you're pocketing away that, uh, you know, that consistency, right? Mm-hmm. Totally. I even see it like he still won't stop. And I see it now. And I hear from other people what my grandpa was like, I never got to meet him. But I've met like, very, very Italian, I'll say borderline mafia. So probably mafia, yeah. definitely <laughs> mafia guys, who my grandpa coached them in baseball. And they'll come up to me and be like, you know, your grandpa changed my life. And he, he was so positive and he did these things. And I'm like, awesome. That's great. All these years later, you have these little old men coming up to me, telling me about my grandpa. It's awesome. Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Obviously, it's a very difficult time for everyone right now. We're all uh, challenged in finding a day-to-day routine that, uh, that makes our lives uh, consistent and awesome. And if there's something that's interfering with your happiness right now or preventing you from achieving your goals, BetterHelp Online Counseling is there for you. Uh, BetterHelp is a professional counseling service online, private, and it's so convenient. Um, I've used it for a little bit now. It's truly the only way uh, that I've found uh, to help get uh, my own issues dealt with on my own time Uh, at my own pace you can schedule secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your licensed professional counselor right now they're specialized in depression anger stress anxiety family conflicts lgbt matters grief or relationships uh, sleeping which i have a lot of uh, trouble with trauma self-esteem anything that you share with them is confidential and guess what? If you're not happy with your counselor for any reason, at any time, you can request a new one for no additional charge. There's 3,000 U.S. licensed therapists across all 50 states available worldwide. And again, there's four ways to communicate with them. Text, chat, phone, and video. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. It's available on any desktop, mobile web, Android, and iOS apps. Schedule a video or phone session, generally weekly, unless your therapist schedules more. Uh, unless you just are really not sleeping and need to get some, uh, some, some additional chats in, 
there's broad expertise in the network, which may not uh, which may not be locally available in many areas. Financial aid is available for those who qualify. It's secure. It's convenient. It's professional. And above all, it's affordable, all right? It's truly the most affordable option I've found. So right now, all ALN listeners are going to get 10% off your first month with a discount code about last night. So why not get started today and start making some changes for the better in your life? You deserve it. So go to betterhelp.com slash about last night. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them assess your needs and get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's betterhelp.com slash about last night. Betterhelp.com slash about last night and get 10% off your first month with promo code about last night. And now back to the episode. Are you somebody that wants like a family and like kids? Or are you just so here? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do. I decided that I do, I think in the last year. Whoa. And it's like, okay, I'll do that now. I still don't want to be pregnant. I still really, really get creeped out about that. So I'd rather tag in like a, a surrogate. Yeah. And she can just Uber baby for me. That's and like then the move. Or adopt, right? What do you think about yeah, adopt? I want both. I totally want to adopt too. I want to do that badly maybe because my sister is so i feel like a close connection to it but just adopted yeah cool but i and then i have half brothers and uh step sisters and step brothers so no real like blood but they're all you know but um i only make that like point if it's in the conversation like this it's not like this is my sister but not blood sister but um, <laughs> that'd be a really strange way to introduce someone yeah yeah it's <laughs> fucked up but like but but i i also just feel like wh- whether you know it's my sister or things i've seen i'm just like oh there's probably more than you can even count kids that are just chilling right now that yep. are waiting to and that's so sad and also like isn't uh, it crazy that you could change their whole life just by being like hey yeah. come on <laughs> Bill Burr, did you ever see Bill Burr's amazing bit about that? In the, I think it was uh, Walk This Way Out in the black and white, especially did. But he did a whole thing about, he's like, I want to adopt a kid, I think. It was before he had his uh, kids now. And he's like, and I already know what, he's like, I already know what I want. He's like, I want a 2007, 2008. And he just treated it like, he's like, I know what my draft picks are. And he already said like, the t- broke it down like a car almost. Uh, like leather interior, this type. He's like, he wanted <laughs> So that's just I'll I'll find the actual bit and send it to you, but it's fucking brilliant. But it it um, but yeah the uh, okay cool yeah. So I'm glad you said about not wanting to be pregnant because I'm like, well, does any woman want want yes. that? Yes. Yes. I have so many friends, and I'm like, all of the friends are having babies or they're all pregnant and whatever, and they're all like, oh my god, I can't wait to be pregnant, and like, oh, I'm pregnant, and like, this is my belly, and they're so excited about every freaking day of it, uh, even the bad days. They post about, oh, it's a bad day. I just have never had any interest in that, ever, and I, it's just not in me to want that, and especially because I think in the back of my head, I'm like, Nicole, you've really messed up your back before. I don't think you could take another, sure. you know? So you're I don't not in be- control of a lot of stuff, right? Like, uh-huh. And did that would definitely Amy, hurt your back. Did you watch Amy Schumer's uh, documentary about uh, the pregnancy one? Yeah, I didn't. I thought it was going to scare me. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be scared. I'm. I've convinced myself. Okay, I'll do this thing, but I don't want to be scared about it. Um. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of the jokes don't make me want to have kids. They make me more scared. About <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um. What uh, do you get? Af- what do you get offended by? stupidity that's what offends me just 
stupidity and people masquerading uh, like the whole virtue signal culture and everything where we pretend that we're all offended by everything all the time. And I'm like, none of you have been through any real shit or you wouldn't be fake offended at anything. This I think is that's stupid. what it stems from for sure. Yeah, they're playing like tic-tac-toe with offense today. And it's just like, get a fucking hobby. Come on. What are you doing with your life? You could be dead tomorrow and this is what you did with your day. That's totally what it is. I think it's, I mean, it's like any, also like when people lash out because, you know, obviously it stems from insecurities, right? So it's like if they are, you know, finding all these things to chastise and be, uh, you know, um, Nicky Nacky, is that the word? What was I about to say? There's a word I just oh, saw. No, I like Nitpicky. Nitpicky is more fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the more I feel like you're doing that, it's like, yeah, the, the less time you are doing stuff that is satisfying you on any level. And you uh-huh. know that. And, that and, you're, and you can't truly look in the mirror about it. So then you're just like, because these people doing shit. All right, well, I'm going to go. Yeah, fucking. Yeah, troll. I remember. I was in like crazy ass pain and couldn't walk and my life just really sucked i would go online and i would troll and say nasty ass things oh you did oh yeah i remember like trolling katie perry i talked about this the other day somewhere How dare you i wrote i wrote her <laughs> an apology letter and i wrote an apology to fergie because i was on some show and i said some like nasty things about the way she looked and she's a pretty lady but I thought that that was funny at the time because of where I was in my life. Sure. And I was like, that's not nice. You shouldn't, Nicole, that's not nice. And I wrote her a letter and I sent it to her. <laughs> Did she and write I back? Uh, I, I think she saw it. I saw her again another time and then she was cool. Yeah. Yeah, that, man. I mean, so so you feel like you've hit like the the bottom to where you're like, oh, this is a version of me that I don't ever want to operate from again oh 100 percent. i've i've been there it was the worst are you more sensitive then to like people like then so if you see people like making jokes even if they are funny about like you know appearances on any in any forum are you just like ah, fuck that like that's so easy or that's or do you get it depends yeah. if so one of my really good friends he is definitely disabled he has cerebral palsy and he's one of my best buddies and we rip on each other constantly and it's so refreshing he probably loves like, that oh he freaking loves it and i freaking love it because he yeah. rips on me just as hard about anything i'm doing yeah and yeah. that i think is funny and needed because you know it's life and dark humor is good but yeah i don't know the comments online every time i want to like jump in and be like yeah people are fucking dumb why are you being dumb i'm like ah okay you're they're in, they're having a moment all yeah. right <laughs> I can't get caught in comment sections. It's a sticky, sticky spider web. Yeah, I feel like there's no real, like, you're never gonna, you're always looking for probably the ones that you don't wanna read, right? I, okay, during the first hour after I post a video, I try and go in and comment back to a bunch of people and cool. Just for engagement purposes, right? Yeah. Yeah, engagement and to thank people for being there and let them know I'm not just a freaking bot, pop, like, popping stuff up and whatever. Uh, but other than that, I'm like, wow, did I read these? Why would I do that? It just, but I take the positive and negative equal now. Like one doesn't affect me more than the other. I'm not like, I'm the best. I'm like, I'm not like, I'm the worst. I'm just like, yeah, yeah I'm making stuff. That's healthy. Are you on social? Do you feel like you're on social media too much or not enough? I I took a break for a couple of weeks, like a complete break. Like and did? Really cool. I like, I deleted all the apps from my phones. I, you have to do that. 
Yeah. Oh, because you're twitching the first three days. You're like looking for them and they're not there. And you're like, whoa. Yeah. I was like ghost opening Instagram. So I had to delete it. It was just automatic. Like it. open it up. What yeah. built you to that point where you were like, it's time to, sh to separate? I just, I got everything was so negative. And I'm just like, what am I doing? Why am I actually doing this? Sure, I've done all this stuff for the last few years, but why am I still doing this? For what reason? I've done well doing it. What What do I want next? So get off until you know why you're talking. And yeah, cool. I just feel like a lot of people are going, ah, ah, <laughs> like just yeah. try, look at me, please. And I'm like, why? We've all seen your ass a hundred times. Do we need this photo of your booty hole today? Really? I think we're all getting so narcissistic and crazy. It's not healthy. I, uh, yeah, I just, yeah, that, again, <laughs> I got yeah. so many opinions about that, but it's like, I don't know what the male equivalent is when I see, uh, and maybe I just haven't seen if you, if yours, if you have any out there, but like comedians, what? uh, female that have, what is very like provocative. I, I'm, I just don't understand the but but maybe and I don't know what the male equivalent would be or if there is one but I just yeah. I I don't and it's maybe used for the purpose of like promoting a show where there's a joke and a caption but I'm like but that's the you're gonna get creeps you're gonna get so but I I'm like is it, is it up for that is it up for the 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 likes and the show is it knowing that that. I mean, and, and then again, it's almost like the Kardashian thing. It's like they know the audience. So it's like if there is a butt picture with show dates on the tour thing, yeah, it is making people look at it. So and, and, and I don't judge any way somebody goes about accumulating fans and getting their tickets sold and whatever because I do. Dog fight. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, do. I, I do. And I do, too. But then it, it, you have to at some point, I feel like separate that. I found myself getting very, spending a lot of time becoming very perturbed at some gals that I was friends with that did that. And I was like, you're not a comic when you keep posting X, Y, Z. And then I was like, why do I give a fuck? You know what I'm saying? Ooh, there it is. You yeah. did it. You got there. <laughs> uh, but, but I still, so, and, and, but shit like that is, uh, feeds into the whole, oh, I need to step away from this because I don't like, um, it's easier to do that effect than to go. You feel that feeling, and you're like, "Why am I angry at this thing that doesn't actually affect my life?" Everyone, that's when you got to step away. But I got to say about that—the female posting of the yes. sexy photos and stuff—I've been through that whole gamut. I did all that stuff. Yeah. I started doing stand-up when I was 18, and I remember the like the guy who owns most of the clubs in Canada told me to slick back my hair, don't wear any makeup, wear tracksuits. No one's going to take you seriously no matter how funny you are because you're pretty. And I was just like, huh, okay. So I listened and did it a few times, but I'm like, but now my jokes don't make sense about being a Raptors cheerleader when I look like shit. I can't make, Oh whoa. I can't, this is my real life. So I can't do it yeah. without looking like me. And then I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go all the way with it. And I had like, I don't remember who it was first, but someone called me like North America's sexiest comedian. And then Playboy messaged me and I was like, yeah, up that to world. They, they called me world sexiest comedian. I did this whole tour with all this stuff, worked with Playboy, did all these super sexy photo shoots. And then eventually it just drowns out the funny. It drowns it out. And it's like, oh, I don't want cr just creeps following me. 
I don't like the way it feels at my meet and greets. This was years ago. I was like, I don't like this. I don't want to sign at a half naked photo of me with words across my titties for some old dude. I get that this is the direction I'm being pushed, but it doesn't feel good. It feels creepy. And then now my fans are mostly females and it is dope. I like the guys too, but I feel like what I'm attracting now, like being a different kind of person is better and girls won't realize it until it hits them that you like, you can't teach it to them. They're going to have to have that day where they've had so many shitty boyfriends and shitty dates and people disrespecting them and they can't figure out why. And it's like, yeah, it's what you're putting out in the world. That's what it is. Yeah. Do you feel a need? I mean, it is pretty amazing. The following that you've like just a few more minutes. Are you good on time? I'm totally good. I'm excited to finally talk to you. Yeah, this is awesome. Uh, You've done a really cool job at and very admirable at, at create it's tough enough to to get any sort of forward movement in our business and to get millions of people to follow what you do and give a fuck um is uh you know a task in and of itself that i feel like a lot of people and especially now with like just getting followers i think some people are losing sight of like you know still trying to hone what you're doing and put out the stuff that you dig versus like, all right, let me just settle do and do the stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And I see that a lot yeah. with, and, and, and again, it's like, and then some of those people do that. And then there's, you know, I've got buddies who've done that and grown. And then now they're getting more uh, stand up opportunities, but not having the chops to back it up, but finding a way to do a show that maybe feeds what they've been doing so it's like again to each his own fucking different ways to get there yeah totally uh but do you feel more um pressure i guess front to when you're putting out a video or saying something or even like you know uh coming out and saying you were supporting trump right like Mm -hmm. i'd say i didn't see a lot of anyone other than the rock i think there were a few other people with platforms like yeah. yourself to even do that. And I, and I always, you know, uh, I'm like, why would you not use your platform to do not just stuff politically charged, but like what you're doing with, you know, with your videos and with, um, you know, your go team taking advantage of it to affect a lot of people. Right. That just, yeah, like, I, you know, and I don't know if, so, so, so I guess the question is and all that, is can you feel uh, more pressure when you're putting stuff out to um, not appease the people who are now on board? Uh, mm. Or are you like, all right, what's new ways I can kind of explore to create new fans? Or do I just need to kind of keep these guys on the journey? I'm going and- to sound so cheesy, but it is who I am. I'm just like, okay, let's put on a show. It's <laughs> like, what do I want to say today? Okay, let's say that. And I'm going to edit it until I'm happy with it. Okay. Put it out. Next one. And I'm at the spot where I'm just like, let's just keep going. And every time I don't overthink it or I did hit a spot where I'm like, oh, I got to keep doing what I was doing. Of course. No, I don't. My freaking live streams in a turtleneck get more views than a video in a low cut top that I spent two days editing. It's it's about what I'm saying and what I'm doing. You know, it just is. So I just have fun now. And if it's not fun, I stop doing it because that's just. A waste of your time yeah okay so you I know that sounds silly and hokey as fuck but no. every time i'm having fun i make way more money i attract way cooler people into my circle in my life and then 
Yeah. That's not hokey. That's actually the ideal answer because if you were to really like have this huge drawn out thought provoking response, then I'd be like, oh, cool. You're overthinking all of it. And it's like, I feel like that is when look at any child actor when they're just playing and having fun. That's when they're their most they're free awesome. and they're crushing yeah. it because they're just like present and they're, but when you're uh, starting to think of like, oh shit, I got to do that. And like, I wasn't crying enough on that, whatever it is, then it's like, now you're getting in your own way from the reason you got there in the first place. Right. As the super actor shooting another show. You're always so booked. It's awesome. I mean, but it's all relative. This show is very cool. You're in a cartoon, like an amazing cartoon. I was, I think I was more excited for you when I, it's she right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I think that's so cool. That show. Because I grew up watching that. Yeah. Yeah. The new one was, they crushed it. It's very, you know, female centric for the young gals, but, uh, but it's, <laughs> it's very like they crushed it. Um, yeah. Uh, is there something you want to, what is like on your, I don't know, your fucking vision. Do you have a vision board? Do you- Hell yeah, I have a vision board. Yeah, I have like a lot of- Can you tell what's on I your vision it. board or is that like telling your wish? Like it's not gonna come true. No, no I think it actually makes it better. Probably okay. amplifies it. Um, I have a lot of like, you know, get back to put on the show type of stuff. Just like the bigger visions. For me, it's when we can go back to non-COVID life. Vegas shows. I've written a couple different shows that people are trying to buy for me right now. Cool. I want to direct features. That's that's a big ass one for me. Films like a Picture Perfect or Cool Runnings. I would love to direct something like that. Cool Runnings is no joke in my top ten of all time. I have it framed in my other room. Yeah. Wow. The writing on that movie. P- people don't realize how funny that movie is. Fucking like brilliant. A Cool Runnings like. Happy sports movies. I've written a bunch of stuff. I had offers on my book today, so that's cool. And yeah, it's just all the next bigger, bigger, bigger. Actually, go big now. I was going to say book feels like the next move because of just, and I don't know the reason for uh, the timing on it, but just uh, even just, you know, your story prior to the last 10 years and then the current time and also, you know, what you've done and the and the people you've um affected but i mean do you think you have to go through a certain amount of life experiences to be qualified to like write a book like did they come to you or did you go all right cool i've had enough in my life ups and downs learn Uh from overcome to where i think people want to hear my story right well i noticed that people did want to hear my story and when i got tricked into telling it on a stage a couple years ago it went super viral which was cool i didn't expect that because i just How'd you get tricked? I was hosting this big event. um, And there was all these like amazing business speakers at it, like Damon John and all these just huge people they always have. And I was the host and they knew my backstory. And they were like, you know, you should definitely tell that at TED or at something really soon. And I was like, no, maybe. And there was a time blocked off. And the owner and the guy who's running the whole thing comes up to me like five minutes before. He's like, oh, hi, Nicole. Um, So we have a break. It's 15 minutes and you're going to fill that with your story. We've already arranged it. Here's your mic and uh, you're going on. I was like, no, I'm I'm definitely not. He's like, "Uh, it's time. You're going to go now. Like He's just such a calm dude. And he's like, no, no, you're going to. It's time. He's like, step up. And I'm surrounded by all these freaking titans and business and motivation. And I'm just like. Like, I don't get nervous for stand-up. I was dripping sweat and like half cakes. And I was like, okay, well, at least give me a stool. 
because I'll feel like I'm at a comedy club. Yep. There's like, a, I don't know how many people, three, Masked two, three thousand people there. Holy shit. Yeah. And then I just walked on stage and told my story and it was videotaped. And I don't know how many millions of views it's at now, but lots of people saw it. I saw lots of people respond. My DMs were crazy. So I just, a couple of years ago, started writing the book. I was like, well, someone's going to want this soon. And I just started getting calls this year. Wow. I was like, oh, yeah, I already have it done. <laughs> Good for you. I just feel like prepping. I don't know. Just like going along the thing. You're a prepper. You already have Thanksgiving dinner ready, don't you? I do. Do you really? That's not true. <laughs> oh, no, I'm in Canada. Like, we had Thanksgiving weeks ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man. Okay. So uh, is writing it difficult or fun? Were you just like, I fucking know exact? Yeah. No, that's a lie. The joke stuff is fun, but actually like having to like dive back into all those worst times, it sucks. Yeah. It is 0% fun. How raw did you get? Pretty raw. Yeah. It would be, I wasn't getting pretty raw. And then people in my life called me on it and they're like, people need to know about this thing. And I'm like, do I have to tell them? Like, Yeah, because people need to know you can overcome that thing. I was like, all right. By the way, that is a great, you should definitely say that in your press tour because that right there made me go, what's the thing? (laughs) There's a lot of things, sir. Yeah, there's a lot of weird things. So Yeah, but that's just being a person. I mean, find one human that isn't into some shit where that we all would go if you said at a little barbecue, wait, what? You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I hate the awe. I hate even like with my knee. Yeah, it's torn. I tore my kneecap. It sucks. Can't walk for a couple of weeks. Whatever. When people are like, oh, you're okay. Are you okay? I had that for a decade and I just, I hate that feeling. I don't want anybody to feel bad for me ever. So that's why I hate telling real stories is because people's faces always like the eyebrows go up and their faces are like, oh, I gotcha. Oh man. You don't like feeling like a victim, huh? No, I don't. Yeah, absolutely not. How about you? I love it. No, I'm uh, no, like I'm joking. Perfect. No, no, no. I, <laughs> I mean, shit. I, yeah, I, I probably from all the, I think my folks' divorce and the fat kid stuff just suppressed so much stuff that I don't even. There's probably so much stuff I just haven't dealt with because I was always like glass half full. So I was like, yeah, big fucking deal. Like that didn't have. Oh, my folks split. Oh, so I still get one of the parents or like, you know, uh, it was just, I just always was that way. So I don't, uh, and that's why I feel like my down days are limited. Have them for sure. But and I allow myself to stew in them just so I know. And I mean, there was a, a day probably two months ago and I hadn't felt this probably in a good 10 years, maybe longer where I like almost was like, um, crippled like physically I, I couldn't move because i was so and i don't even know i don't know if it was um being depressed or what but just so uh discouraged beaten down whatever from a myriad of things you know family yeah. stuff with the, the world consuming too many things you can pile on career things and blow things uh-huh. out of proportion and it was just it just reached a limit and i i literally like couldn't uh couldn't move and it was uh but but I also wasn't like scared of that. I just was like, I need to be in this today. I'm gonna take the day. Maybe tomorrow. I actually and then I'm like, all right, well, I can't afford to tomorrow because and this is why stand up and being busy has always been a saving grace. And mm-hmm. uh, and I'm sure you can attest, like when you know you have 
things like, you know, if I lost out and have on so many acting jobs to people with bigger resumes, different look, fucking bigger calves, whatever it may be. I was like, all right, well, I've got shows tonight or this podcast with this person that I've been looking forward to. I can't let that affect that because then I'll be really pissed that I fuck that I let myself ruin those things because of that. And uh, that's actually what I went back in the dare program. Did you have the dare program in Toronto? I know what it is, but I don't think to keep kids. It's the keeping kids off drugs whole. uh, Yeah, it's just like they would come to schools that the cops would come and be like, you know, pot makes cookies good. Bad. And, uh, <laughs> like you ever dip a cookie in meatloaf and you're like yikes you need to stop talking uh and so uh i went back to the sixth grade class i think it was my senior of high school and this was like a few weekends i didn't smoke pot until the end of high school and uh thank god and uh and god just baked out of my mind and then that monday gave the speech and my whole thing was like about having them get really active and be really busy and I was like, and if you get that involved, you're not gonna, you're gonna have no reason, you're gonna have no downtime to like want to go do that other stuff because you're gonna have. Uh, that was kind of the whole thing. But I opened it by going, by going, uh, look, I'm not gonna tell you guys not to do drugs. And there was this collective like, like what? I even heard one of the PE teachers go, what? And I was like, oh I mean, don't do them. And then I started like rambling, and yeah, so uh, I'm sure that's. So you're going to so do they, that again? Yeah. Look, I'm looking to get booked globally. <laughs> like, take a couple puffs. What's the worst that could happen? Uh, do you uh, do you respond to all your DMs? You probably get super young fans too, yeah? No, I can't. I can't. There's no possible physical way I could ever do that. No. Do you? I can't. I mean, I, I, end, try, up, I end up responding but- to more people that are like dicks than, than the – I mean, I, sh- longer stuff to the people that are like – just mean for no reason um versus i like the- to like their photos if someone sends me like super super nasty shit yeah. i go into their profile that's public and like a bunch of photos where they look super cute yeah. and i'll leave a comment and be yes. like you know amazing i've started doing that Hi. too where I'll go in- oh yeah you know? this one guy from my uh uh high school uh we were getting into some disputes and um <laughs> and i just went through his profile and uh and was comment. He had like a lot of pictures of like meats, like and like uh, on his barbecue. And so I was just like, "Dude, you got sweet meat pics." And he was just like, "I can't tell if you're joking or not, but it is a really nice barbecue." And then like that, that took the attention off the the back and forth. And it was me yeah. like making a joke. And then he recoiled and was like, "I am a fan, man. I've been loving your shit. We're not seeing eye to eye on this." And I was like, uh-huh. yeah, "Cool." And that and that should be what matters. And and then we can just. But it was like, you came after me. So then we got into it. And then, yeah. you know, I probably allowed myself to get a little riled up. But then I'm just like, go to the fun- barbecue. Yeah. Go to the funny and something that's like unexpected like that to really like pull the rug out from under uh, something. I got to tell you so one crazy fan. Please. Okay. This one dude, a couple of years ago, he DM'd me that he's going to kill me. And he sent me that over and over. And he's like, that's Fuck a big you, deal. You fucking blah, blah, blah. He's like, I'm going to murder you. I'm in this gang in Australia. If you ever come here to do shows, we basically have like chapters in this city, this city, this city, you step foot in my town, you're dead. And eventually I just went, like at first I was disturbed. And then I was just like, fuck this. I was like, what's your Skype? And he's like, what? I'm like, what's your Skype? I'm like, you're going through some shit right now. 
So why don't you just tell me what's going on and then we'll talk it out because this is, this is ridiculous. And I think you're a bit of a pussy. So why don't we jump on Skype? And then he told me a Skype. I jumped on with him and he is a gang member who the second we got on there, he was, he's like, well, you said that one video and you said this and I didn't like that. I'm like, dude, I didn't say that. I said it this way. And it was a joke. And he's like, Oh, and it turns out he is in a gang. He was treated very poorly when he was a kid, like as a, as an orphan, he was like put in this awful place and abused and raped and all sorts of stuff, ended up in gangs for protection. And all he really wants to do is help. And then we talked for hours. All he really wants to do is help other kids who are in foster care or who are orphans. So I sent him money and I was like, Hey, let's help with this charity. And I was like, you call me anytime. This is my number. We talked for hours and it was just like, he went from, he's going to kill me and all this venom. And I was like, that much venom to me feels like some kind of abuse. Like that, that level always to me feels like they've been abused and we chatted it out for a couple hours. It was dope. You're like, that being said, I have a restraining order against him. He'll never come to a live show, but he's No, dead. I don't. <laughs> I um, don't. No, there's other ones I do, but not that one. Yeah. That's uh, good on you to recognize that and kill it with kindness. That's easier said than done. Uh, I also don't like being scared. So I'm just like, no, uh, I'm scared. I don't like this feeling. Fuck yeah. it. How do I get rid of it? Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that, wow, isn't that fucking crazy? That's truly the only way was for you to reach out like that. Because if yeah. you were like, hey, maybe I can control the fear and, and put a, an end to the, uh, the, uh, the attacks by, fight, by yelling back and saying, you got to stop this. You don't know who I am. I know Tim Grover. He'll fucking yeah. get Michael Jordan to fucking drop a bunch of shoes on your gang's head. And then you'll be like, fuck that hurt. But these are dope shoes. And then you'll be really pissed. But you just broke him down and yeah. And now I got protection in Australia. Let me tell you. Let me tell you who I roll with there. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, oh now you're God. probably gonna I mean you should tr well, please tell me some of that is in the book. Oh, it's not. I should put it in. Yeah. Are you fucking I, kidding me? I also have like a session in LA with a whole bunch of cholos and like talking about their life plan not long ago. It was a fucking hey. blast. Put it in the book. That story <laughs> is crazy. And I mean, because also it's like, even if you do a live show, I feel like you would need to, I don't know if you would shoot some sort of special there, but like involving that story and then going to like, I don't know, get a tour of the fucking game. I don't know if that's, if you could do that. He was literally like, I'm going to stab you. I'm like, I'd prefer you didn't. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great if you could not do that. Hey, remember that idea you had that was really super violent? Go ahead and not do that. Wow. I'm so not fun to shoot at. Let me tell you. <laughs> Did he look like the guy who would say he would kill you through a DM? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. His profile, everything about it, totally. And I was like, eh, well. And the Aussie voice, like, was it, like, kind of, like, gravelly? So it was, like, gang, like, scary? Or was it, like, a sweet Hemsworth-type set of pipes? It was, like, sweet Hemsworth with, like, put with some ruggedness. Like, he's seen some shit, you know? Fuck, but he just wanted to help kids. He just wanted to help kids. Isn't that crazy? At the a, end of the day, he was in a lot of pain and we just kind of sorted through some of it. He just like zapped it at me because I was the one in front of him. And then, yeah. I, I don't want to get, I, I've never told, told someone how to write a book, but that you have to include that because that's crazy. Yeah. And that speaks, if that story doesn't define like who you are 
Like that's crazy, right? No, I'm the angry, horrible, dear fat people girl. Stop wrecking my reputation. <laughs> Whoa. All right. Now I get it. You like to be the villain. Uh, I won't stand. No, for it was kind of fun when I did it. Everyone should be the villain once. I, I'm writing it down so I don't forget to put that in my book. For Yeah. And you don't look. Do you need to like give me a shout out like in it? No. Probably. <laughs> oh, no. Just delete that part. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, it was super nice to chat with you. You too. And um, and uh, and this should be also another example of like, you know, you don't know someone until you know them, and like, it's so easy to sit back and think you know someone based off of just what you see, and and uh, you know, and and package together people's beliefs, content, style, everything, but mm -hmm. without having like any actual dialogue and think that there's no way to like connect or find common ground, you know? Totally. Yeah. I like everybody. Generally, I like everybody. That's what always happens. You give benefit of the doubt, yeah? No. Sometimes I think someone's going to be a piece of shit, but then I meet them and I'm like, oh yeah, we can find a thing. Yeah. The opposite's true as well, I think, sometimes. Fair. I don't like meeting most celebrities that I think are awesome. I just don't really? want to do it anymore. It's traumatic. Can you give me one quick one, or do you not want to out them? Or a, her? a good one or a bad one? One that was a, a bummer. Oh, man. Okay. I would say 99% of the people in like the self-help kind of thing, like – even this one dude, Simon Sinek, I don't care if he sees this. I just don't care. I came off the stage after telling my, like that personal story that time. And he was there and I was such a big fan of his. And I literally just had like a success magazine that he was on the cover of. And I was like, that dude's dope. And then I get off the stage and he was like, that was incredible. He's like, how long have you rehearsed that? I'm like, I never did. I just said it. And he was like, I don't believe you. And I'm like, well, I, I literally just made it like, I was just talking. That's what I do. He's like, Anyways, and we start, we're texting and we're talking about how we're going to work together and we're whatever. And then the same thing happens that happens to lots of girls in industries. And the next thing you know, it goes from, hey, we're going to work together to he's flirting with me. And I'm like, no, no, I, I like you as like a, like a business mind that I look up to. Please don't, please don't. And it happens all the time, all the time. And I heard Bill Burr recently uh, on a podcast and he, I don't remember if it was his or what, but he was talking about how people think you're a really nice person if you're just not an asshole. And I was like, that was exactly what it was like when I met Bill Burr. I was just so freaking refreshed. I was like, oh, he's such a nice guy. But really, he just wasn't an asshole. That's all he had to do because the bar was so low Holy for meeting so many people. Shit. Bill Cosby was creepy as fuck. Yeah. Oh, my God. But I didn't know yet. All the Bill Cosby creepy stuff wasn't out yet. So... I had no idea how crazy Oh, you met Cosby? Yeah. He like had me backstage at one of his shows and oh, your face says you want this story. Okay, I'll tell it to you quick. Um, oh my God. Yeah, so I went with my mom to his stand-up show at this like casino in Canada, whatever. I was taking a nap before watching the show. I get a call in our she room. She loves that. Yeah, uh, I get a call in the room and it was the casino security. And they said, uh, Miss Arbor, Mr. Cosby wants to see you. And I was like, first of all, how the fuck does he know I'm here? How does he know you're there? 
Good question. Uh, it was really what age? Say what? At what this age? Like early twenties. Yeah, like early twenties. And I did have like a. I was doing stand up. A bunch of people did know me there because I was on TV in Canada and like cool, cool, cool. our MTV. Yep. Um, but I guess my mom had been talking to someone downstairs when she's playing cards and whatever, and they were like, "Oh, he wants to meet her if she's here." So they take me and my mom and go backstage to talk to him. And this was before the show. And he's like, get it, come in, close the door behind you. And I was just like, this, this is already weird. He's not talking in the same voice. He usually talks in, in interviews or on TV or it was a different voice. And I just remember like right away, he's like, what's your opening bit? And I was like, what? He's like, what's your opener? Do your opener. And I was like, well, it would depend like what I'm at, you know, is it a corporate? Is this like stand up? Where? Here? Clean? And he's like, give me your opener. And I did it. And he's like, no, never swear again on stage. He's like, swearing is bad. You should be a clean comic. That'll work out best for you. And it was just very like, and weird. And then what he, he, did, that's what he did to Eddie Murphy. Did he really? Oh yeah. And Chasta. Then, oh yeah. Fam and Eddie did it in the special. Yeah. Keep going. Sorry. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he told my mom to leave, which was kind of weird. And very weird. <laughs> very weird. He's like, I want her to go. And like, what's your opener? Like, your mom's like, I'm not a comic. He's like, Well, didn't you need to leave? Like, did he turn yeah. the voice on at all at any point or no? No, it was not on. But he Ooh. was just like, You're gonna sit in the front of my show. I just got you tickets to move to the front with your mom. I'm gonna do this, 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 and this. And I'm gonna look at you after I do these punchlines because I want you to pay attention to how I do this, this, and this. You're smart, you're good at this. Uh, but you need blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Right, cool. oh you well, said, okay. I, I'm like, this is Bill Cosby, this famous comic, blah, blah, blah. So sure. We'll sit front row. Yeah. And every time we'd finish a punchline, he'd look at me and be like, mm -hmm. and then we went back after the show too. And I just had like the creepiest, eeriest feeling around this dude. Like I could feel him having sex with me through my clothing. Holy and shit. Creepy to my mom. And it was just like, my mind's going, no, Nicole, this is a famous person. You're supposed to be very happy that he's talking to you. But like everything about like fight or flight was like, get out. Like it was weird. You just it was so weird. And he probably knows that. And it's probably taking advantage of that of being like, I know that they're going to think I'm so famous. You can't leave. And you were just 100%. like, I can't leave because. Yeah, I'm really glad you had that impression to pull. Like that was so timely and awesome. <laughs> well, guess what? And he, I I mean, if he did that, I bet it would have cut in half some of the perviness and creepiness, right? Because then you're like, oh, I know this guy. It's a pudding mm -hmm. pop guy. He's like, yeah. take your shirt off and tell me your opener. And you're like, what? And you're like, never just tell, tell your mom to leave. And at least at that point, you're like. through my whole set for like a half hour. It was just me and him in this room and some nurse. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah. And I was like, it was this. Why am I doing this? That, okay. So then years later, you, all that stuff happened. When all that stuff started yep. coming in, I'm like, yep, he did. 100p, 100%. Whoa. Yeah. Uh-huh. Could have jumped on that bandwagon. Could have written a book 10 years ago. Oh, uh, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, obviously don't do that. Um, yeah. Wow, that's bonkers. It was bonkers. I like. I don't know if I articulated it well, but like- You did, because there's parts of that where I go, oh, I like- the 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 comic wanting to maybe help another comic type thing is uh -huh. cool but like i don't know that's why i was like i'm gonna put you in the front row and look at you after jokes 
That's weird to me. Guy or girl that does part that. Gets like, weird. What's that? That part's a little weird. Yeah, because it's, it's like let me just watch weird. the show, man. Like you're you're also now like that's a weird that's just a weird control thing too, where it's like you're it gonna all control. Control you. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was like, no, tell your mom to sit there and you're gonna stand here and come here. We're taking a photo now. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, and say this to this person and okay, face the wall and do your jokes. And I'm like, what? Like, <laughs> it was fucking weird. It was weird. But I was too young to realize how weird it was. Yeah. Man. So that won't go in the book. No need for it, nah, right? Nah. It could. That could be a different. I'll make it something else. <laughs> it could be just a meeting. I mean, it, 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 yeah, it's just like meeting a celebrity story. But wow. Um, well, <laughs> you've uh, you made it out of that green room. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God your mom was with you. Um, and uh, and thanks for uh, thanks for turning your voice and your uh, your chops into good stuff and sharing it with the world. I feel like there's a lot more that you have yet to uh, to do. Oh yeah. Right? I think you got a lot of irons okay. in the fire. I'll also, love the iron. also um, I dig the backdrop. I can't tell who's above Carlin and Barbie, but I'm oh, very I'll show curious. you. I had these made custom. So Whoa. these are all my. These are my heroes. This is who I look up to. Yeah, I. Yes, Woods, not Reese Witherspoon. Al Woods specifically. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, Willie Gene Wild. I mean, that Wonka. I've got that movie poster framed. It's again in the top ten. Rob Williams, Starfire, top ten. Yeah. Was the physical comedy in like Gene Wilder in that one. Oh, it's so good. Unbelievable. It's, so, it's freaking art. It's beautiful. Also, like even at that stage in cinema, they were like. The sets were so just the right amount of not like too built up to where it didn't feel real. I was like, mm -hmm. yep, nope, that is where that chocolate river is where fat kids go to die. Like I was like, yeah. yep, that is a real, of course he's drowning. You saw how real that chocolate river was. Um, <laughs> oh my God, filming that would have been awesome. Oh, unbelievable. Just also just to be like, for sure, that was all those kids first time around little people. Yeah. And I just wanted to be at the dance rehearsals, you know, for like the ooh, ba, doo. Oh yeah, I want to see the BTS of those dance rehearsals. And also, like that's the, the, I mean, that was the pace they should be dancing. Like the new Wonka with Johnny Depp was obviously they had to go bigger and crazier, but they were all like, yeah. all like doing TikTok dances. It was like, nah, you guys don't have that much energy. Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, nope. All right. Well, this ruled. Thank you so much. Uh, You're awesome. Let, we have to dance sometime. We decided. I have to dance? You like, you like the dancing stuff? I do. I do. Okay, let's make an elaborate like, sketch for no reason. I've got like six dance moves, I think, that I probably toured at all the bar mitzvahs growing up. And then uh, like a lot of the – it's a lot of above-the-waist stuff, I think, for most dudes. And then I'm a lot of like legs, a lot of like, you know, a lot – and then always into like the fucking – the puppet. The puppet's yeah. a good one. And yeah. then I'll fucking, you know – I just really like, feel like you would kill on dancing on the stars one day. I just feel oh, like, man. I not would, to wish that, that on you if you hate it, but I think you would kill it. I would uh I've judged that show for so long, but then my boy Julia White went on it and did pretty well. And just the the hustle and grind of it that he uh and Nikki Glazer spoke about it, uh yeah. about how like actually challenging and and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. It seemed like really fluffy to me, but there, it was like, oh no, it's fucking tough. So I was like, okay, cool. The challenge of it then would be, 
exciting, but I don't think I would uh, fare too well because I think I'd go for joke moves or I'd try. I did this dance show that, that E did that was like a comedy dance show. And even our dances was like, like Brad and I, um, my buddy who's a, a little person, we did a, a group dance that was more comedy. Like there were some moves that you're like, yeah, I had to push myself for that, but nothing. Our choreographer was this guy, Brian Friedman, who choreographed. I love Brian Friedman. You know Brian? He's so good. Oh my God. He was with Britney Spears forever. He yes. actually choreographed me when I was a teenager for this like crazy all-star team. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's a homie. He's the fucking, Amazing. so he was our, that was the coolest part because they, different choreograph, uh, choreographers were brought in and, and I remember when we got him, people were like, that's fucking cool. Like he's you know, obviously Prince and Sync, MJ, and his stories are bomb. I remember seeing that when you were doing that with him. I was like, what are you doing with Brian Friedman? Oh yeah. And I didn't realize too. I, there's a, some comedians that are big dancers too, that were like freaking the fuck out. And I was like, Oh, is he like a big, and they're like, yeah, that's like the fucking, you know, MJ yeah. of, of, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and then I like went and saw like videos on his gram and I was like, Oh yeah. He's like, cause when he was teaching us shit, going through the motions more or less, but then, you yeah. know, see someone in their prime. It's like, fuck, there's no way I could bend like that and not have to, uh, Just break. Yeah. Do all this, do all the uh, the pills. After that. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Well, enjoy the day. Thanks for doing this. Um, yeah. And uh, for me. let me know when the book's out. For sure, yo. <laughs> Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.